Hello and welcome to Real Sex Radio, the podcast where we get down and dirty to give you the dirt about real human sex. I'm your host, Hannah Deindorfer, a fairy godmother, sexuality, and somatics coach who is here to support you in having wildly intimate, connective, real sex. Sex is messy, fun, playful, awkward, and most of all, human. On Real Sex Radio, you'll hear stories from real people about their cringiest or wildest or weirdest sex experiences and tips from us about how you can improve your sex life. I'm here to keep it real. Welcome to the show. Today, I am talking to my friend Julia. Hello. Welcome, Julia. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk to you. Um, Before we get started... Could you please share your pronouns, your sexual orientation, and your ethnicity? So my pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns, I already said, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first time being on a podcast. Um, my ethnicity is I'm half Japanese and half Caucasian American as well, and what was the other thing? Your sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. I would say probably 90% straight and 10% curious. Uh, a couple years back, it was probably more leaning towards 75% straight and 25 um, not. But now I've con- put that in concrete, mm-hmm. uh, figuring that out. Yeah. Do you want to share about some of those situations? I'm curious. Oh, like, yeah. So uh, like. <laughs> I actually broke up with a partner of six years, and that was right from high school to college and right after. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really explored... Um, sexually so I was going on dating apps and seeing if I wanted to date women so I would go on dates with women and tried that out and you know went as far as having sex with a woman and then I realized I was like okay well this is not my thing or maybe it's just not connecting for me right now and I I find that I'm attracted to men mostly like if I'm out and about I'm looking for a man but if I'm like watching porn possibly it could also include women and uh I feel totally identified in that in that in that period but like if I'm looking for a relationship it's going to be a man yeah (laughs) yes I'm so curious like I think it's really it's actually still a courageous act in today's world to try out Mm. Um, a variety of sexual mm-hmm. partners to go on a date with a woman mm-hmm. um, or if you're a man to go on a date with a man mm-hmm. or a trans person like I'm curious what about you made that possible or what about your experience made it so that you mm. felt comfortable doing that so I think I've always felt a curiosity towards women and I have always been in a very strict, regimented lifestyle. You know, you do this, you do this, and you become successful. And I almost feel that it was an expression of myself and exploration to find out who I am without those parameters and restrictions. So Mm -hmm. it was more of like, okay, I'm finally free. Mm. And it was years of repressed, like, (laughs) confusion and curiosity that I was like, yes, let's do it. And um, I was open in relationship with someone at that point, and you know he was also supportive at you know going on dates with women or having threesomes or having those conversations, so it felt supportive in that time of my life to go and figure myself out yeah. and I did find out about myself and figured out that it wasn 't maybe something that I wanted and i 'm like, okay, I feel good that I actually explored it, so i don 't have this weird odd 
curiosity around it mm-hmm. um, or even taboo feeling because a lot of that has been explored and it's part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, are there still things that you have that curiosity around? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like what? Oh, goodness. Okay, so <laughs> I talk about this a lot, but I've had a lot of threesomes with women. Uh-huh. That's a huge, huge want in my life to have a threesome with two guys. Yeah. Um, so it's always been, you know, two women, one guy, and my fantasy is to have a threesome with two men because um with the threesomes with the women I realized I was doing performative mm. you know uh perfor- I was being very performative uh which didn't feel that good after a while because then I realized I was just doing it for the other person and mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was actually overextending myself and yeah. I almost feel that you know maybe with the threesome with two guys I'd finally let loose and just yeah. let the experience happen mm-hmm. do you yeah. feel like you were performing for your partner or you're performing for both of the people that were there? My first threesome, it was actually, I was enjoying it and present in the moment. But then afterwards, it started happening frequently where it was, you know, I've had maybe a handful of threesomes. And towards the end, it became, yeah, performative. I had to plead my, please my partner, mm-hmm. be in the, pre- in the situation that was happening because it was happening. Mm-hmm. And then after one situation happened, I was like, okay, this is my last time. Yeah. My next experience is going to be this. Mm-hmm. And so I've been waiting, and it's been a couple years, and yeah. I'm not putting any pressure on it anymore. But it's more of like, this is something I am completely open to and excited about. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so excited for you to have that. (laughs) One day. Putting it out there. (laughs) Totally. My first um, threesome with two men Mm -hmm. changed my life. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, it gave me this sense of power. Mm -hmm. And also, like, it was the first time that I felt I was okay to be the center of attention. Mm, I love that. And it was like, oh, I can do this too. Like I get to be in the middle <laughs> yes. too, and I can have that, and it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. So I'm excited for you to Thank have that. You. Yeah. Yes. Do you? So after that kind of all of those interactions with performing, how did you stop doing that, or do you still feel like you mm. um, that comes up for you that performative kind of sex? I actually feel that I'm pretty authentic to my state of being. Um, I think the threesomes were an example of something that I was out of alignment with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever actually faked an orgasm, which mm-hmm. I feel is, I guess it's a weird conversation to bring up to a lot of women because I don't, I can't really relate to that. So I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of my sex life, I don't really fake a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of voice how I feel in the moment, which I don't know how I feel about it now, but yeah, I feel that it's it's just something that <laughs> I don't know. I don't become as performative. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's so cool that you've never faked an orgasm. That's yeah. actually like so <laughs> rare. Yeah, I just maybe once if I'm like, oh, I'm about to, and then it doesn't. But I actually don't remember the time I have like ever have. So yeah. um, I am thankful for that, but I don't really perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it felt so out of alignment with me and not doing it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. Good for you. Yes. <laughs> um, so before this, I asked you, you know, to think of a memorable mm-hmm. sexual experience that you might want to share a story about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have one that you want to talk about? Yes. Yeah, so I think I, 
want to hit on the notes of it, but I will mention par uh, parts of it. So um, I had an experience a few years back. Um, it was, I, mo some people would call it tantric sex, but in the context of the traditional tantric sex, I don't know if it would be labeled as that, but it felt tantric in the sense that it flowed. It felt it felt magical you know it's mm -hmm. it's the story or the feeling you have in your head when you're like this is the moment where i feel enveloped by this experience like mm -hmm. i am letting go and this is becoming me we are becoming one mm -hmm. um so that was the experience i had and it was with a, a lover at the time and it it was so impactful that it really reminded me what i wanted in sex Mm -hmm. And that, you know, this is not actually like a daily sex that I would ever want to have on the daily. It's more of like, this is a treat. Like, you know, like this is your ice cream of yeah. <laughs> the week or something like that. It's yeah. a, a reminder that life has this beauty. Mm -hmm. um, but it was this experience I had where we were, we started off with contact improv and it became a dance and the music became us and we were flowing and feeling that and connecting and having moments of silence and pause and eye connection and you know it was unsaid unspoken and it flowed into sensual touch and feeling each other and going off the energies and i think that's something that's very special it's like feeling the energy of someone else and being present mm -hmm. and communicating with your eyes and communicating with your body and I don't even think it turned into penetrative sex. It, it was orgasmic in of itself. Mm -hmm. I was, we were flowing. Yeah. We were just like, um, I think like just melding into one. And I don't think that this word is, even encompasses what it was, but like, it was like humping a little. You yeah. Know? Like we were just like, just flowing and it felt so good and present. And, yeah. you know, even at the end we were like, wow, that was magical. Like yeah. I felt like I was transported to another space. Mm -hmm. Like, we were so present and mm -hmm. with each other that it was it was a reminder that we just want connection yeah. at least me totally <laughs> i love that yeah. I, and i also love like the distinction around it that it's like that experience was not with a long term partner mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting mm -hmm. and um something that a lot of women experience that some of the best sex of their life is with um random people mm -hmm. or people lovers that just come through or you know sometimes they'll experience like amazing sex at the beginning of a relationship and then it won't be quite the same mm -hmm. and I think it just speaks to how powerful context can be sexually mm -hmm. where it's like there it there was this kind of like almost transient mm -hmm. nature to it. it it kind of lets you get more vulnerable because you're like well I'm probably not going to spend every single day with mm -hmm. you yeah. like I'm not going to know all of your <laughs> that you leave the toilet seat yes. up and that you uh you know the way you pick your teeth when you yes. eat or things like yes. that like it, there's mystery yes there is mystery so like, mystery is a big part of it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah there's this like lack of not lack but like absence of that heaviness yes. that we encounter in long-term relationships it's it's kind of like a moment is what it is yeah. you know presence mm -hmm. so it was that it's like so pure mm -hmm. there's no weight of the history of the relationship mm -hmm. and all the ways you've hurt each other or talked badly or mm -hmm. you know those things just aren't done or they're non-existent mm -hmm. 
And I think there's also like, you can cultivate that in relationship. It's just a lot harder. Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, the beginning is so fiery. And then after maybe a couple years, you figure out that this person, you know, you've become, you've gotten into more fights with them and there's more nuances. So mm-hmm. it takes more time to figure out yourself and how you want to grow as a person with that person. So it's a different beauty. Yes. Um, so it's like breaking through those levels that are actually trauma filled mm-hmm. in relationships. So I think that's the beautiful part about relationships is that you get to go in those deeper levels in oh, other yeah. ways. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's, mm-hmm. there's an, there's a depth that's available there. And to imagine, I used to have this practice where like I had a long-term partner and one thing my coach challenged me to do was like forget that I know them. Like interact with them as if uh-huh. I have no idea who they mm-hmm. are. And it's hard. It's hard to set aside so all that hard. baggage. But yes. like what a beautiful gift to give someone to mm-hmm. forget everything about them. It's so true. And uh, I took your class, it was a power pleasure yeah yeah yes, my workshop yes. a yeah. two-day pleasure uh, workshop and one of the things you said was to do something you wouldn't normally do maybe do like one tiny step and yeah my tiny step was like okay well I'm gonna try to flirt with my partner more because yeah. I actually get scared around it I am mm. afraid of you know getting rejected and that's a total internalized thing um, but it's actually helping to reconnect and actually let go of those you know, judgments or like feelings I have. So mm-hmm. someone you've known for a long time, we have those feelings or like boulders or walls up. And so it's like mm-hmm. letting go of that, forgetting who they are, kind of remembering the tiny like little pieces of excitement and enticement you had at the beginning. Yeah. So it's really nice and fun and flirty and cute and renewing. And Oh, I love yeah, that. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> way to take action. You did that. I'm That's trying. Awesome. You're it's doing baby great. steps. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes really. Yes. Mm, okay, so we're getting close to a mm-hmm. stopping point, but I would love to just hear from you if you had anything that you could tell people about sex. Like if everyone was mm. listening and you could give one message about sexuality or exploration or anything about sex, mm. what is it that you want people to know? Yeah, so I think that sex is a language. Mm. Everyone has a different language, and we're all trying to figure it out and kind of get on the same level you know I think the first thing is to figure out what your language is and how Mm -hmm. you want to communicate with other people because for me like my sexual language might be right now more sensual touching romantic kind of experience and so maybe if you call that in and that's your language and you feel in sync with someone and exploring that 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 is an exciting act of you know power in of yourself to be like I want this and this is what I want and so I think first step is to figure out what your sexual language is and mm-hmm. embody that and cultivate those experiences and nourish that part and yeah support yourself in that and love yourself oh I love that <laughs> advice so much and I love I really appreciate your um the metaphor of having it be a sexual language because mm-hmm. it, it totally is mm-hmm. And everyone has a different way of communicating. Yes, yes for cool. sure. Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to use that. Thank you <laughs> yes, so much. Of course. Oh, thanks for being here, Julia. Yes, thank you. You're amazing. Thank it's you for beautiful. sharing. You're amazing too. Oh, thank you. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.